I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. As we attempt to slow things down for you, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And uh, there is a lot of ground to cover as uh, we plow forward and uh, really a jam-packed show today. Uh, We're going to talk about everything from refugees to latest polling and uh, tomorrow's significant 75th uh, anniversary of the dropping of the atomic bomb on Hiroshima. Uh, So all of that uh, come here on the program. And as always, I want you to be part of that elevated conversation. You can chime in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. And uh, weigh in. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, Help us elevate the conversation. Give us something to think about. We'll pass it along and move it forward from there. All right, as we uh, get into it today, obviously there's still a lot of confusion out of our nation's capital, uh, a lot of uh, things heating up as we get closer to the November election, that first Tuesday in November. Uh, I'm just going to remind everyone again, it's the first Wednesday that matters most, and we'll talk about that. Uh, But with the first Tuesday and obviously uh, a lot of important elections coming up, uh, we know that uh, we just heard uh, Nick Wyatt, who is challenging me to be better today. So actually, it's the collective we. And I appreciate Nick reminding me. We've always got to elevate it and bring it a little higher. And uh, we we did hear from Nick that uh, Joe Biden will not be attending the uh, uh, convention for the Democratic Party in person. He's going to stay in Delaware. And uh, he does have a vice presidential choice coming up. We'll talk about that, who that might be, what that might look like, what that will mean uh, in terms of the election coming up. We've also got uh, continued challenges around coronavirus and uh, the endless debates going on in our nation's capital about everything from being able to secure the vote, as most people are going to vote by mail. How do we do that? What do we do there? The president's had conflicting messages about mail-in ballots, uh, not to do it, and then encouraging all the Florida voters to do it. Uh, And uh, and then we've got uh, Congress just paralyzed once again, behind closed doors, uh, trying to work out some sort of deal on uh, coronavirus relief, uh, some very important things that need to get through. And uh, they have a pending recess coming up at the end of the week. So uh, there's a lot going on. But all in all, there's just a lot of confusing conversations going on, at least the way they're getting reported to the rest of us out here uh, in the country. And as I was thinking through, what is the what is the proper way to describe to someone what the current conversations in Washington, D.C. sound like? And this is what we came up with. Ben, tell me. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. You know the guy's oh. name's on the baseball team? Yes. Well, go ahead. Who's on first? Yes. I mean the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. 
Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I don't know. Now, wait a minute. I'm, not I'm on... asking you who's on first. That's his name. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. That's it. <laughs> there you go. First base. <laughs> uh, and that is often the conversation and the dialogue uh, going on around the country. Uh, in fact, let's let's take a listen to it. Let's, let's actually skip uh, down to uh, leader Mitch McConnell on the floor of the Senate. Uh, here's uh, who's on first for Mitch. The Democrat leader is still refusing to let struggling Americans get another dime unless he gets a massive tax cut for wealthy people in blue states. It has nothing to do with the coronavirus. Bigger the House and the Democratic leader are continuing to say our way or the highway with a massive wish list for left-wing lobbyists. And so there you go. There's uh, first, second, and third base. According to uh, Leader Mitch McConnell, the, the Democrats are refusing uh, to help struggling Americas uh, while they're helping out their wealthy friends in blue states. Uh, our way or the highway, no negotiation. Of course, not to be outdone, uh, Chuck Schumer stepped up to the plate yesterday and declared this. We believe we must meet those needs, and it will cost money. But mark my words, if we don't spend, if we spend less money now, it will cost us more money later. Okay, I'm going to leave you to decipher what that one came out to be. And then Nancy Pelosi uh, chimed in. I'm not sure if she was on third base, shortstop, tomorrow's pitching, or uh, out in left field, but she said. The way we can correct so much of that is for us to defeat the virus. And so much of our discussion has to be on how we defeat the virus, and that takes dollars and policy. The virus is the villain. We can open our economy. We can open our schools. But we can only do it if our children and our families are safe. All right. And uh, the conversations go on and on and on. you got the president weighing in via Twitter. And no one is having a straightforward conversation in front of the American people. Uh, our good friend Yuval Levin uh, has been opining on this uh, significantly lately, talking about this is a very broken Congress, probably more so than in past times. And uh, and this is really a test. If we cannot figure out how to move through a pandemic and set the politics aside, uh, then Congress really is broken. And what does that mean? And it's been it's been at least uh, on the verge of completely breaking down. Uh, for a number of years, uh, going back to to Harry Reid's Senate, where they uh, used the nuclear option, uh, changed the rules uh, in the Senate in terms of uh, judicial nominees that used to have to get to 60 votes, and now you only have to get to 50, so there's no need for compromise, there's no reason for debate, there's no reason for amendments. Uh, And so this is really uh, exacerbating and really illustrating the problems that we have in Washington, D.C., and a lot of times it is that kind of conversation. You do feel like you're in the middle of a, an Abbott and Costello conversation, and you have far too many people on both sides of the political aisle who are more interested in scoring a political point or lobbying a political campaign ad or using it to raise funds for their own campaign coffers than they are about solving problems and meeting the needs of the American people. And to me, that's the the ultimate test and challenge. Now, of course, a lot of that has to do with the fact that we are in a major election year. Re-elect for President Trump. Uh, You have a first re-elect for many members of Congress who rode the wave in 2018 uh, into power. And uh, so you've got the Democrats trying to hold on to the House. You've got Republicans trying to hold on to the Senate. Uh, Real quickly, our friend uh, Scott Rasmussen uh, pointed out yesterday that there are seven Senate races. Many people are starting to wonder, will the Senate flip? You know, is it possible that a Joe Biden victory in November 
would lead to them having all three branches of government, similar to what uh, President Barack Obama had during his first term. And uh, there are basically seven uh, toss-up states, uh, six of which are currently held by Republicans. So you have Arizona, Georgia, Iowa, Maine, Montana, and North Carolina. Uh, Michigan is the only current toss-up state that is held by a Democrat. Uh, also, I think you could probably just factor in that Alabama, uh, which is being uh, currently held by Doug Jones, a Democrat, will likely uh, flip and become Republican. So if that's the case, uh, and assuming Republicans win Alabama, uh, Democrats would have to win five out of those remaining seven toss-ups to win a majority in the Senate. Uh, so that's a pretty tall order. Uh, if they only win four... Uh, of those toss-ups, then it's 50-50. Then whoever wins the presidency will control the Senate because the vice president gets to cast that deciding vote. Uh, And so sadly, a lot of the debates that are going on, a lot of the decisions that are and are not being made today are based on that map. Map to the the White House and the presidency, the map for control of the United States Senate, And so many people are unwilling to bend in any way, shape, or form or collaborate in any way, shape, or form to get the right resolution, the right things done for the people of this country. And we're going to see that continue to play out. I think we're going to see a lot of chatter coming out, a lot of behind-closed-doors meetings that are going on. Uh, I suspect in the end they'll get some sort of uh, a deal, uh, which has probably already been done, uh, that they'll do it before they break – they hope to break for August recess coming up next week. So we'll continue to monitor all of that uh, here on KSL News Radio. But just remember, as you're listening to the Abbott and Costello, uh, in fact, you should go back and listen to that. A good laugh is probably good for all of us today, and nothing beats uh, who's on first. So figure that one out. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, about refugees in the state of Utah, these great pioneers that are doing amazing things. Amy Dot Harmer is going to join us next. Don't miss it on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 